Welcome to the GrassCast, the host of your show, Quab and Sean. Game on. Hello and welcome to the GrassCast, a show about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Sean. I'm Quab. And on this episode, Quab and I are going to talk about games. <laughs> uh, no, we got some other topics. We have, we have a few topics we're going to talk about. Uh, we don't have a guest today, but uh, we're just going to try and... Uh, Found some topics and ideas off each other and things we want to talk about. So without further ado, let's get hopping. All right. But before <laughs> we get started, uh, there's something we do at the beginning of every episode. Yes. The ultimate game. <laughs> yes. Of All right. Paper, scissors, rock. <sighs> Sweet. Nancy Moses. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so f- we're going to do the one, two, three, and yeah. then say it, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And that, and that is it. All right. Uh, ready? All right. Oh, one sec. Let me get this. Okay. Yeah. We are good to go. Ready? One, one two, two, three, scissors. Ah, wow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do I have a paper trend? Can you tell me if I'm going? I don't paper think a lot? so. I, I got to look at the stats, but I feel like I'm just in your mind and I'm setting up camp there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I need to see these stats because, yeah, <laughs> I feel right. like I'm losing a lot. Yeah, no. Have I won yet? I don't I... think so. I don't. We've tied maybe we tied, twice. Yeah, the second one was like intense, <laughs> but we, yeah, I, I didn't come out on top on that one, did I? No, no. It's okay. though. All right. So what do you want to talk about? Ooh, <laughs> so much to talk about. It's yeah. Um... Uh, so we got a few things. Um, first of all. What games are you playing lately, Quab? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Sean. Uh, currently, I'm back playing, uh, what is it? Disney's Emoji Blitz. What? Disney's Emoji Blitz. Okay, explain why you're playing Disney's Emoji Blitz. Oh, okay, what is Disney's Emoji Blitz? Well, okay, Disney's Emoji Blitz is a match three game on my phone. What's a match three game? Uh, so probably the most popular one you can I can think of is like back in the day, Bejeweled. Or more recently would be Candy Crush. Right. Uh, And they use a lot of the modern day ones, use a lot of psychological tricks to keep you playing forever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know, something about like Disney's Emoji Blitz hits a lot of my, I don't know, buttons, I guess you could say. Uh, It's a match three game, but it's all timer based instead of live based uh so we could probably talk we could probably do a whole episode on match three games what is what does live base mean uh lives is or moves i should say um oh actually no yeah oh yeah yeah i've completely screwed up already it's more timer based than i would say move based okay Um, so candy crush i believe has like different modes there's you're trying to I don't know, get a certain goal accomplished by matching three of these different symbols and then they explode and then things fall to the ground and there's power-ups and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think with move-based, you can only switch like so many pieces and then maybe say you have 60 of these switches and you have to accomplish whatever you're trying to do in that time or with those moves. And then timer-based, it's like, okay, here's a timer. When you're done, try to get as... It's over, but in that period of time you're just trying to whatever accomplish the goals and score as many points as possible mm-hmm. um yeah but uh i don't know there's something that happens like when you get a bunch of chain reactions going okay. that just lights up my brain uh <laughs> and yeah it's all it's all just the same stuff that like uh what are they slot machines you 
shows mm. to just reward the brain with dopamine. Uh, but what I like about uh, Disney's Emoji Blitz is it's timer-based. You get five lives, mm-hmm. uh, basically, and they take like 10 minutes to, re- uh, I don't know, spawn. Right. Uh, and that's really good for me because I'm not going to play the game all day. It keeps you keeps you going just long enough to make you come back. Yeah, there is a built-in time. There's a built-in limitations on how long I can play the game uh, without like putting money in it, and I'm not going to put money in it. Right. Uh, is it the fact that it's Disney's Emoji Blitz and not Emoji Blitz that makes it more appealing? Yeah, I think so. Uh, like, so, and okay, another one of the hooks and kind of maybe what differentiates it from other Match 3 games is that you can collect... You earn coins mm-hmm. by doing silly things and blowing up these emojis and whatever and matching them uh, and missions and stuff like that. And you can use these coins to purchase different Disney characters. You start off with just Mickey. And I think I went with like Ariel. And uh, yeah, and from that, you like ha- build this collection. So it's there's like a whole collection mechanic there that's also pretty random. Like it's pretty much like a gotcha pawn uh, machine. Like you just put in the coins in and you don't necessarily know what you're going to get back mm-hmm. or you could put in like the other tier of currency and like have like a one in three shot of getting a character you want. And I follow one of the developers on Instagram and I didn't even know she was a developer for it. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, she's like super cool. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much emoji blitz and that's why I've been playing it. All right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you think, I think if you've convinced me to at least try it out. Yeah. So well done. Yeah, it's well polished. It's well, polished. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Like there was a time I was just really focused and I was trying to get like BB 8 and Ray and Finn. Like, <laughs> okay. And that, uh, it felt like an accomplishment. It and felt you like can a use- life, <laughs> life's goal. <laughs> so you can use the emojis outside of the application, right? So there is an X, ex- there's, yeah. So all these emojis go into, I guess it's like a third party iOS keyboard and there might be something similar on Android. I don't know. I don't use Android. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like you can actually send these. I've never sent anyone any of these, but I think it essentially is just like a image it's sending, but I should try it out. Right. But you can't send them unless you unlock them within the game. So there's that other added collection mechanic and sharing and social blah 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 um yeah and uh-huh. i think you can like also emojify yourself there's a website uh. that you can make like uh avatar of yourself in the style and uh yeah it's just all very well done it's so mm. wholesome disney um they own everything right <laughs> they own our childhood and they will continue to and that's okay we just keep giving them more yes this is very true yes. all hail disney yeah this is true Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Um, what have you been playing, Sean? I have been up until a few days ago deep into the new God of War game. Oh on the okay. PlayStation. Um I played pretty much the whole series and then um yeah, uh found out about this one, tried it out. I, I really enjoy now that it's well, I've always enjoyed that it kind of like treads along like mythology, so Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, and now this one's delving into the Norse mythology. Oh, uh, okay. Um, which is kind of timely since all the, you know, Avenger movies are, and Thor is really popular right now. So they've definitely done their market research for that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's a really fun game to like explore history in that way that you get to like, like really interact with it. Not history, sorry, but like mythologies. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So that was really interesting for me. And like, yeah, the gameplay is just amazing. You're just like, yeah, slashing up these demons and, and stuff. And, um, and you have this really annoying son who like follows you around and shoot things with his arrows. How, but how annoying is the son? Like, is oh, he's like constantly just yelling at you and stuff. And yeah, it's kind of felt like you know having a kid of my own. Oh, there you go, practice. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, this is this is what I was like. Yeah. If 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 I were a god running around the forest, well, I guess. like that's what's gonna. I'll probably be a god by the time I have. <laughs> um, that makes perfect. sense. But yeah, I really like the, the the mythology aspect, and I actually it it um got me interested enough to like read a book on Norse mythology man and and then that helped like because I I ended up finished reading it uh before I finished the game like I got a little bit to the game then I found out about this book and like read the whole thing and then played the game to like I wanted to see how they like synced up Hmm. and I felt like 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 the movies um like Thor and everything uh the Marvel movies don't kind of uh change the mythology uh a lot like apparently loki is not thor's brother and all this other stuff Hmm. but the game actually i felt it got more close to what the mythology was um and i'm not going to spoil it but there was an interesting twist at the end which i was like oh that's cool made me want to play the next game and uh yeah it just the story was really well done like it just like pulled me right into the game and like it was one of those moments and I know it's like a game that I like when you finish the game and you're like, you're happy that you finished it, but you're so sad because you like don't get to play it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a good game when that happens. And uh, yeah, I just really dug it. Now I don't have anything to play, so I'm sad. Well, there's always Disney's Emoji Blitz. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be my next one. Yeah, and they can send me a check. Uh, yeah, just contact my people. I need that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, uh, and I've been playing a little bit of this game called Factorio. I don't know if you're familiar no, with it. No, tell me about it. So that is like for anybody who's super OCD about like just any type of like micromanagement. Like it's it's sort of a minecraft game where you're you're building things okay but you can build like these complex machines of like conveyor belts so you'll like you know you'll have like an iron or mine thing okay. and it'll mine up iron and then you send that on a conveyor belt to another machine that builds something and okay then you put that stuff on a conveyor belt that puts it into another machine that so you can just build like these just war giant worlds of factories of things building all this complex huh. stuff and um yeah it's insane but it's and one of the I remember one of the reviews when I was looking at it was like when I close my eyes, all I see is like the conveyor belts. Like it's just like oh. just gets you so hooked. I don't know why it's so addicting, but it's what well like what style addicting. is it? Is it like uh 3D, 2D? Oh, like, uh, it's like uh, an overhead. Okay. Um I guess two you know, two D but like three D ish. Yeah, I think stuff. that's like isometric or something, like three one point five D or something. Sure, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. And um that and, and there's there's like as you're building things, there's like swarms of aliens coming in and you're so it's it's like a turret defense kind of game. Oh, okay, okay. As okay. well. You can set up turrets and stuff. Yeah. But you're also just massively yeah, so building all this complex stuff and it's yeah, it's, it's I'm a little scared of it because I'm like if I had a good computer and I just could just sit somewhere and just play this all day i you know you know lose myself in it a little bit (laughs) so that's been fun um yeah that's what i've been playing that's very cool that's very cool cool 
so um, I thought maybe we could talk about uh, the World Cup because it's happening now. It just started technically, I think. Oh, this yeah. This month. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, June. Beginning of June. I don't know exactly the exact date, but yeah, the the beautiful game. Russia World Cup has begun. It's in Russia. It's in Russia. I'm learning so much about this, right <laughs> um, as you can tell. Huge footy fan, and it sounds like I'm a huge soccer fan, but I am not. I only got into soccer like the last World Cup, uh, okay. just randomly, because uh, partly because there was a work pool to bet on it. Oh, got a phone call. Like, no, it is not a phone call. Whoops. Cobb's phone is doing weird things. You know, that was not a phone call. That was my tile. I, so apparently I'm sitting on my wallet weird. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Also, tile, if you want to sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> Tile's the- great. It works <laughs> well. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> Flawless. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, World Cup's just starting. And, uh, you know, arguably one of the biggest games in the world would you say yeah 100 percent. like I, i've thought a lot about soccer and i've thought a lot about basketball not in any terms but as like why are they so prevalent in certain like uh, uh communities mm-hmm. and i think it because all you literally need is a ball yeah like and time so yeah. i mean basketball yeah. is a little different you need a hoop right and a court, so but, more so yeah i would agree and yeah. yeah more so with soccer because soccer is literally just a ball and if you wanted to you can just take any flat surface yep. and designate two points where it's one person's goal and two points where it's another person. Exactly. Goal. Exactly. So you have easiest access Yeah, as easiest opposed access. to something like American football <sighs> or where hockey. you need <laughs> hockey. Yeah. Those are like empire sports, right? Because yes. Because you need, Ooh, I like that term empire you, sports. You need the industry and you need the infrastructure mm-hmm. of an empire basically to have those facilities to train and to, yeah. To play games. But soccer, anybody in the world can play soccer. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah. So, I think that's a big key contributing factor to its uh, popularity. Yeah. It's just, like, so prevalent. Uh, like, my dad, my parents are from Ghana. So, like, Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, Western Africa, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and, yeah, like, that was the game they played growing up. And he has stories of him playing and getting injured <laughs> but like just absolutely very passionate about it um but i don't know that never really rubbed off on me i i played it one year like in grade eight and it was only because i could kind of run fast and yeah that was about it it never really hooked me hmm. um but i the 2010 world cup was the first time it was in like the continent of Africa. Mm-hmm. And that was also the year I visited Africa and oh, it was cool. during the World Cup, uh, which is really interesting. And uh, that was actually the same year that like Ghana went the farthest of any African oh. team. Uh, so I was like watching like the Ghana Black Stars playing in the World Cup going as far as possible while in Ghana, just mm. randomly. And That's like, nice. yeah, there was like no possible way to not be a soccer fan. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like everyone was so invested. And so what was, was the, what was the atmosphere in Ghana? It was intense, man. <laughs> like just the, everybody was like, yeah, like everything stopped. Everything okay. stopped uh, when the matches were on, and you just crowded around with a bunch of random people mm-hmm. around a tiny TV, and 
uh, just tried to watch. And uh, yeah, if we had been planning, we maybe would have brought like a projector or something. But no, no. <laughs> but it was uh, yeah, like I that's one of those experiences I, I don't think I'll ever forget, even though I do not care that much about soccer. But yeah, yeah. In, in that circumstances, I was like, oh, OK, I can get this. Like, I understand this. Yeah, I was in uh, Peru last year and it was during the time when they were qualifying for this World Cup. Ooh. And it was I was uh oh what was the town i'm blanking on the town name but we were um in this town when they were playing like their like determining game to see if they're going to the world cup or not yeah and like the night of when it had you know they had basically won it and and qualified like it felt like the city like was never slept like they just partied all night yeah and i think maybe that's partly why uh maybe i never got into soccer or the world cup or things like that because canada's generally not been a contender of the world cup mm-hmm. in the past we've never really you know mm-hmm. we're not we're not big so- we're not you know as big into soccer as most countries around the world are yeah and so you know we don't have that like spirit of even like coming close or qualifying or things like that then nobody it's like you don't have an invested interest unless you unless yeah. you have you're from a country that qualifies or you like yeah you have that invested interest elsewhere yeah and it, really. and yeah i think it even comes down to like we'll probably have an episode in the future which might be my catchphrase um but uh, we might have an <laughs> episode on this future in the future about sports in general and i think like mm-hmm. so much of that is culture it's uh you being a little kid looking at your dad getting emotionally invested in these things and then you also imitate that until it becomes like part of you um i don't know that's just some theories on (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh like and there's the whole other thing of like yeah proxy for war and getting behind a team and competition and all that stuff that but yeah i think in terms of why it's not popular in canada it's just maybe we don't have the climate for it sometimes Mm -hmm. of the year i don't know but i think it just comes out of culture we're not quite there yet but there's there are people who are very passionate about soccer um it just doesn't seem like we have the numbers yeah (laughs) to be super successful we don't have that we don't like the culture of it like of you know like like you were saying like just stopping what you're doing and crowding around a tv to watch a soccer match yeah there's a difference between that and like even even for hockey like i mean can canadians stereotypically love them some hockey yeah but we don't like the city doesn't stop you know to just watch i mean unless it's you know playoffs or something yeah and even then you don't get like that kind of level of like the whole city shutting down just to watch a game yeah maybe but i i don't know it happens i feel like hockey is maybe the closest we can think of like yeah what when were the riots (laughs) oh the the vancouver yeah vancouver riots like uh that was was that because they won or because they lost? I feel like that was because they won. Like that kind of stuff. Right. That is, yeah. And it's maybe just like us living where we live. Like we don't have like, well, across the river, we have a pretty prominent team. But I don't know. I don't know if it ever got that rowdy. Um, mm. yeah. yeah. World Cup. World Went Cup, into hockey. Yeah. We're Canadians. So <laughs> <laughs> we turned it into about hockey. So you're not going for anybody? We a I team? literally did not know it was in Russia. I literally <laughs> did not know it was happening. So, okay. I mean, just because it's such a long shot, I'd like to go for any African teams. I don't even know if Ghana's in it. Like, mm-hmm. that's where my parents are from. Like, culturally, that's where I'm from. 
uh, it's pretty much Wakanda, Wakanda uh, just putting that on record. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, nope. I uh, have no real investments. No investments. Okay. Nope. No, not really. I mean, I, I feel like I was watching back in the day when like France lost to Italy because Zinedine Zidane did oh, the headbutt yeah, stuff. I remember that. And I feel like I was on like Zidane's part. <laughs> like, <laughs> Your team's Zidane? Uh, no, I don't know. I just, it seemed like that other Italian dude was kind of a jerk. And, and I, I mean, that's part of the game. And like, that's yeah. why they do the, say the things they say mm-hmm. is to provoke that kind of response. But, uh, I don't know. And then like all the conspiracy theories afterwards were very interesting anyway, but I found Italians very annoying for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. So, uh, I had a few other topics maybe we could talk about, but is there anything that you really wanted to discuss or no not off the that's... top of my head no i'm just i just show up oh, okay uh, <laughs> sean does all the uh, the hard work and doing all the heavy lifting yeah all right well um one topic maybe that we could discuss um are and i don't know how much we've discussed it in the past <laughs> episodes our intro episode uh, i know we kind of gloss over a lot but uh one of the you know types of games that uh, I was up until maybe recently um, kind of waned a bit, but um, you know, over the last year or two that I got really, you know, interested in were um, a type of game called alternate reality or, you know, augmented reality game or sort of a mix of the two. Oh, okay. Um, so those are things like um, if you think of Ingress or more, more recently Pokemon go or, mm-hmm. Now there's rumors that there's going to be a Harry Potter one, or you were just saying there's a Jurassic Park one coming out. Yeah. So they're starting to ramp up a little bit, but um, to me, the most the the first, you know, maybe not commer- commercially popular, although maybe maybe it was um, because it obviously launched Pokemon Go, but the most like the first mainstream, I guess I would say, mm-hmm. version of that was uh, Ingress. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you who don't know, um, Pokemon Go, um, this it's run by the same com- company called Niantic. Yes. And they, the guy that started that also, I believe, started Google Maps. Oh, he started Google Maps? Or... He, okay. He, he was involved in Google Maps he in was some involved. capacity. <laughs> yeah. I want to say co-founder, but I don't know if that's, that's Oh yeah, right maybe it was like a 20% project. He was, he, like he was, he was into it. And, um, so, you know, uh, Ingress basically took, um, geo, like geolocation, um, and geomapping. So there, there, there have been attempts in the past of these like geomapping games. Mm-hmm. So you'll think of things like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. Um, or sorry, it's more like a geotagging. Yeah. Type geocache. Game. Geocache. Yeah. Geotag, yeah. The yeah. Term, terminology is weird. Yeah. But, um, Basically, like it's, um, you know, you get a, you get a clue so similar to scavenger hunt. Okay. And the answer lies in like a certain geolocation, like a GPS coordinate. You got to go there, and I don't know how they usually work, but if it's an app or something like that, you might log in and put in your coordinates, and you know, you've you've you found that that point or whatever. Hmm. So, anyways, um, Ingress, you know, takes geolocation, and what it does is, um, I would say. It, in summary, it kind of t- it turns the whole world into a giant game of 
like capture the flag. So oh, there's two teams. Okay. There's like a blue team and a green team. Okay. And there are there's an app, so it looks similar. You know, it looks kind of similar to what you would see on a Google Maps app, but it's it's augmented in a, in a certain way so that you you know if I'm looking if I'm at home and I'm looking at this map, I don't see street names or anything. I can see like where the street would be. Mm-hmm. I can see those like lines and everything. And then I see around me, there's like these little dots everywhere. And if I walk into the dots um, and the the app, you know, uses geolocation to detect when, when I get near it, it like, you know, vacuums those dots into me. And that's like my power. Okay. So I'm constantly vacuuming up all this power. And then I'm using that power to then take these things called portals. So portals are um, points on a map. Usually they're like, you know, and I think points of interest points is of I interest, think what they yeah. feed into. So I think Google Maps, what they initially did was, you know, take like Statues, a popular statue or churches. a library church, somewhere public that, you know, it's not somebody's basement where <laughs> people don't have access to you. It ha- has to be that everybody can get to it. Mm-hmm. And then you just have to get close enough. And you kind of like you on this app, you like press a button and it like sends out a pulse and it's like, it's like a wave of attack. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have a little portal. It's, it's taken over by imagine it's like taken over by a team mm-hmm. and it's got like a hundred health points. Okay. So you go up to it, you send out a pulse and every, every pulse takes out like 10 health points. Uh-huh. So you're attacking it basically. Right. This is all very fascinating. Thank you. <laughs> and then once you, once you've killed it, right. Uh-huh. It's empty. You can take that portal over for your team. Yes. yes so I it's a constant you. battle of back and forth. Okay. Taking over portals. Right. Yeah. Then it gets a little more complex because now if your same team has two portals, imagine um, drawing a line on a map between those two portals, right? I gotcha. So now you've created what's called a link. Okay. And then a third degree is if you've got three portals, now imagine a triangle. Yes. You make links between all of them. Now you have a control field. Okay. And on the map, you'll see like a shaded color of wherever whatever team you're on okay now imagine that extrapolated across the whole planet okay and you have just insanity yes and what gets really cool is like so imagine now basically the whole geography of the planet is shaping this game right so if you can only physically go to like well in our example in here in canada the most southern tip of canada is point peely Mm mm-hmm so if you go to Point Pelee, you can draw links between that and other places on the map. But it's hard to get more south than Point Pelee because yeah. then you have to take a boat out there. <laughs> and Google is not making points on random places in the ocean. Yeah. So Point Pelee becomes this like really strong strategic location. Interesting. In this game. Okay. Um, another funny thing is um, now and what I think is really interesting is it makes us a lot of like cross-border collaboration so here in windsor oh, we live next to detroit yeah um so maybe i should back up a little bit and then explain and this is really hard to do through an audio <laughs> through the uh, through audio because mm-hmm. it's easier to see visually yeah. it's hard to describe all of this yeah. through words but anyways so imagine you have these what i said control fields right mm-hmm. so imagine um this this thing on the map and and it's taking up like a city block or something right yeah if the other team wants to make one of these fields or if another team wants to make just a a, a link so a link between two portals mm-hmm. that line can't cross between 
another team's line. Oh, okay. So there's so, rules. Oh. Which gets insane. So if you if you want to make like a big oops, this mic. If you want to make yeah, I'm using my hands. He's a lot using his hands. Mic. Sorry everybody. So much. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to make these lines, you've got to strategically like um, plan out taking out the the lines that are in your way. Okay. So it gets all mathy and crazy. Yeah, yeah. And what so, I've seen happen is like so I got a little deep into this and I got into the community of. Um, players which uh, an ingress community is like some next level shit like yeah dude these I guys mean... if you turn them if you turn them the right like if you turn them against the population they can be like seal team six because they're like <laughs> planning out this insane stuff so these guys um coordinated this thing I, I saw this happen where they made a link between like the southern coast of france mm-hmm. and somewhere in canada and in order to do that, like, okay, now imagine that that huge line yeah, on the map. Yeah, that's insane. They've got to knock out all of the lines that are in the way. Yeah. So imagine all that coordination over the planet to yeah. do just something in a game. That's... And these are, this is just points on a scoreboard. Like, you can go to this this Ingress.com website, log in, and see it and see a uh, scoreboard of who's winning, like blue or green. Yeah. And that's all it's for. It's just for getting these these points. And it doesn't last very long. Like that that line, you know, as soon as people see that that huge line, you know, it's a target, right? Yeah. People want to take it out. And um, yeah, it's just fascinating. Like the amount of coordination that has to go into all of this yeah. is insane. I heard that somebody, in order to make that link between like France and somewhere in Canada, they had to like take out a kayak and go to this like certain place. <laughs> And they were like on the phone, like coordinating it just right. And like, oh, it's crazy. That's so that's Ingress in a nutshell. <laughs> um, right. And this is further led to Pokemon Go. And the reason that Pokemon Go worked so well is because of all the data that, that got put into this game. Because mm-hmm. now what, what was happening was, you know, it started off with points of interest, but then they wanted to make more points. So they're like, they made user submitted portals yes so you would say like oh there's this coffee shop that's really cool i'm gonna submit it as a portal and then you know they'd get vetted sometimes people would put them in a cemetery and someone wouldn't like that and yeah. like things would happen back and forth and then some portals got used more some didn't and all of that information got fed into pokemon go and so like when they launched they knew they they had all this stuff mapped out and ready to go which is crazy like the amount of data that they've they're driving is yeah it's hard to think about and it's all just from a game all from and that's what i really think is is cool about games like ingress i think is a really cool example of like the power of what a game can do yeah so that's my little diatribe on on ultimate alternate reality games um i mean we can go a little yeah, deeper can... but i think i think that's good for now um, <laughs> yeah maybe we'll talk about like pokemon go specifically later on yeah i went pretty heavy into that stuff um but yeah ingress is interesting like and uh, so sorry the um yeah, no, the so the alternate reality part of that and probably another a topic for another day is um so there's so an alternate reality game is like you present like as it sounds, an alternate reality for the game that you're playing. Mm-hmm. So for this game, there is the storyline that the CERN Super Collider got turned on. Yeah. And the moment it turned on, it created all of these portals around the world. And now like aliens found out about that and they're trying to 
see if we're, how, how does it work? No, one of the teams is, I think it's the green team. They're like, they're cool. cool with they're it. cool with aliens coming, yeah. coming and they want them to be like our benevolent overlords. Yeah. So they're, they're taking over the portals in support of the aliens. The blue team or the resistance and they're like, fuck the aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to let them come. And uh, yeah, and so maybe, I think maybe that might be interesting as to like, you know, which teams, who, in, in what places of the world there's more green and there's more blue. I noticed when I started playing and you can't, once you start playing, you, you pick a side change. and you can't change. Yeah. Unless you make a new account and blah, blah, blah. Hmm. But Windsor, for some reason, and the region was all blue resistance interesting yes so windsor is a resistance and who knows why that happened uh maybe just a color preference maybe people are like yeah, always cool we're huh? the we're the resistance like there's a mindset behind it yeah um no yeah, another, probably union towns <laughs> yeah another final thing that I, I noticed when i was playing this is that um the communities um the communities that evolve out of it just on the fact of like you know like being on a team and like Oh yeah, team spirit and stuff, and the trash talking that came out of just being on different teams. So there were like these derogatory terms that came out of it. Of course, um, the green team became the frogs, the blue team became the Smurfs, and like there's all this artwork and all these like just different ways of like trash talking, demeaning the other team. Yeah, and then they would ha- try to do these things. It would be like uh, cross faction uh, get-togethers. So they'd like. You know, two the two teams would like pick a bar and like agree for like the two teams to meet and like you know okay talk it <laughs> just like keep it friendly and everything yeah so, like yeah it's 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 interesting how like you know just an arbitrary like division of like okay blue team green team yeah all of a sudden you create these like communities and then people who would normally just be friends with one another all of a sudden are opposed to one another for picking the wrong side of a team. <laughs> So yeah, I always thought that was interesting too. Yeah, no, that's a that's a fascinating thing. Sure, a sociologist needs to like you know study that more about how that what what's going on there. I mean, literally talking about data, yeah, like I've I've thought about games and yeah, Ingress is a good example. But even like just thinking of like uh, there's econ like economic forces that they can play with that they can't do in the real world and run like actual experiments and see how people behave um with such control in these games Mm -hmm. that's probably a topic for another episode but that alone fascinates me um but that's interesting yeah seeing where the real world connections come from in these games these augmented uh games is really interesting and even like the story of ingress is really interesting too because it kind of feeds into a certain personality type where it's just like if you're into conspiracies enough you could believe it <laughs> like mm. like the framing device like I, I don't think people believe that there's actual little monsters invisible monsters but like i could see oh, somebody so pokemon's not believable but it's... something like Ing- ingress is like yeah like just it, probable enough to just be probable like, to, enough yeah yeah i think that's the key it's like it's, you know it's it tweaks just enough of like the of reality yeah to kind of pull you in and make you think like oh this could actually almost be happening kind of thing and i think that's yeah. Maybe a key to like how how they work and their success. Yeah, it was interesting. I I did try to play Ingress. I think you yeah. because of you, I joined Green in Windsor. Okay, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I just I bounced right off of it. Uh, it was just like 
it didn't have the hooks for mm-hmm. me and it wasn't super friendly at the beginning, but yeah. like everything around it seemed really, really interesting. And I think this was before Pokemon Go was mm-hmm. was out. And I, oh, yeah, I tried it. Um, it just it was very obtuse and all the tools and all the things. It just like I didn't connect with anything in there, but I didn't ever go on a community and like talk to other people. But, uh, mm. but yeah, I do. I like the ideas. Um and we'll talk probably in the future about Pokemon Go. And I think there's a lot of benefits just even in terms of like health, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and not living in a cave as like a nerd, um, just like seeing nature uh, was really good when I think these games work well. And even the social aspects too, like meeting up with people in real life <laughs> is uh, very important. But True. Yeah. All right. Um, what do you think? Another topic or should we wrap it up? I think we could wrap it up. I think yeah. this was a well-played episode. <laughs> it was well-played, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. All right. Um, so I guess you can catch us on our social media at some point in the future. Uh, the Grasscast on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we will probably be posting more stuff there in the future. Uh, <laughs> if we're not, uh, yeah, shame we're, us. We're, we're working on all the social tweaks and uh, we'll have all that set up. Probably when we launch send these podcasts out into the ethos. So um, stay tuned. All right. All right. Well played, John. Well played. <laughs> well played.